Welcome back, everybody, to another HK Video Game Experience. I'm Hollywood Cole here with Clearfire. What's up, Clearfire? What is going on, man? Going to do I a little to, flip script. Well, yeah, we're going to flip script, but I do have to apologize because <laughs> we're starting later than normal. They don't that's, know that. And that's because of the uh, the flipping of the script. So yeah, so yeah, so that's the thing. That's what is what so bizarre. <laughs> We just flipped the script, so... Literally, it's so weird. Yeah, and so here's the thing. We've been doing this for, what, six years now? Six years, almost like to the day, actually. Yeah, really. It is really close to the day. And, oh, actually, you know, we yeah. played... Well, it's funny, but it's funny you say that, because guess what today happened? Happened today. What? Bungie... Oh, you're trying to change the did, whole subject. Did the here. whole did their whole thing? This no, this is to bring it all together about the whole okay. almost to the day starting. Bungie <laughs> announced or what did their release video of um, the Shape of Light, their final piece or whatever of oh. Destiny Two, and they did that whole spill today. So, just with saying that, we started the podcast at the end of Destiny 1, the beginning of Destiny 2. And it's just so funny that we're doing the podcast today, which is around the same time we started it, and it's kind of getting to the end of Destiny 2, finally. Just thought that was a funny, nice, weird coincidence. So, Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Let me fix this lighting here, man. I'm like bleeding out. Yeah, Hollywood's Uh, got this weird ambiance going on here. Oh, so, I understand. It's hot over here, too. <laughs> I'm saying the, the hot is hot. Uh, this lighting's hot. All right, so oh, okay. here, here's the flip. <laughs> here's the flip, the script, all that to say, you know, we've usually... I'm kind of the gamer guy, clears the lore guy, the the Marvel, Star Wars, um, wrestling, all the different lore, real deep in that, and a gamer, of course, too, but not quite as much as me. And so I've usually been the guy that kind of talks about games. Well... There is a game out now that I've been meaning to get, and I haven't because I've been playing Tactics, Ogre, Reborn, Awesome, DMZ, Still Cool, um, and some other games. I hadn't mentioned them. I hadn't remembered them all, but I've been playing a lot of games that I wanted to get knocked out before I jumped on this bandwagon, which is surprising knowing our history, but Final Fantasy 16 is clear as like baby now. How many hours oh. you got in? You're about to be shocked right here. I'm about to shock you. I think... How many think, hours you got in? I think 16? we're at like I'm 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 creeping up to the thirty five hours, maybe thirty to between thirty and forty hours right now. I'm right that there in that, right. that that wave there. Thirty to thirty five hours in Final Fantasy sixteen. So so the script is flipped because I'm usually the one telling clear about this game. This today I know nothing about Final Fantasy sixteen. Let me tell you what I know about Final Fantasy sixteen. It's beautiful. Uh, <laughs> swinging. Th- so the so the story I've heard is really good. Uh, I don't know anything about the story. I just heard about it. It's good. Swinging told me that I need to get the demo before because of the fighting style is a little bit different and blah, 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 blah. Nah. Um, and so uh, I, that's all I know about it. So Clear is going to tell me from scratch. You don't need to get the demo. What's with this Final Fantasy 16? You don't need to get the demo, de- uh, the demo because the prologue will help cover that part for you so don't even worry about doing the demo well, the demo was to see if i liked it or not before i buy the game dude the story and it's worth it all it, 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 alone the story's great i love the story so as we know i'm very much like to get you know deep into whatever game i'm playing and usually not finish it or get very far in it because i get so deep into it i get lost and then just it loses interest Final Fantasy 16 is totally the opposite, although I am very deep in it. And by basis, tonight what I did before I jumped on, to, on this podcast to record with Hollywood is there's a part <laughs> in the game where you... So there's two time boss. skips. He's late yeah, because he was doing a boss. <laughs> there's two, there's, so there's two time skips. And once you get past the second time skip, it's basically where the world opens up. It's kind of like... Almost all Final Fantasy no, just open. This one point where it actually opens up and you get to do stuff, you know. And you're and waiting for it. Waiting, waiting for, for it the whole time you're playing. Always biting at the chomp. And so I'm waiting for this point. And based on what I thought I knew, I was like right there at it. So at seven o'clock tonight, I started playing, and I was like, okay, in thirty to forty-five minutes, I should be there. Eight 
fifty is when I finally get there. Another almost two hours to get there from where I thought I was. I'm just like, is it, I'm biting at the chomp to get there too because it's just so awesome. <laughs> and I had, of course, I had to stop right there. Biting at the chomp. Had to stop original right there. So it's just crazy. But man, it's just. Oh my gosh, it just so draws me in. The game is beautiful. The gameplay is awesome. I love the new battle system. Um, It's just so much fun. Now, it's definitely not a normal Final Fantasy RPG. It's more of an action RPG, kind of like Devil May Cry Lite. It's not quite as crazy as the Devil May Cry stuff, but it's definitely not that normal turn-based or even, you know, kind of like what Final Fantasy XV was, was kind of a loose turn-based. It's I love that one. If you love Final Fantasy XV... That fight style. If you like that fight style, this opens that fight style up. And the abilities your main character gets, just even up to this point, is just so much fun. And he just... Oh, my gosh. So do you have multiple party members? Yes, but you have no control over them. At all. No gambit system, no... I mean, the only really kind of thing is, is like... You can, um, and it's not even really like 100% shown there because, like, I'm doing it in story mode. So I'm playing more of watching the story and everything. So combat's a little bit easier. It's a little bit, you know, just fluid like that. But the thing is, is no matter whether you play story mode or you play combat mode, it's all the same. You have all the same stuff that you would have. It's just in story mode, some things are already auto-equipped when you start versus when you can kind of like pick what you want. But you can still do that in story anyway. So um, it kind of makes it a little easier, which is fine for me because that's what I want. I'm going to end up playing it through several times because I already love this game. I mean, I absolutely love it. It's it's a top five game for me right now. Um, But yeah, oh no, it's just freaking awesome. It's just amazing. So you have Story no control. You have no control of your guys. You don't have control of one guy. You don't you have, have any control. way to. So they're a healer or anything like as one of your. So like you can set the healer to like auto heal or you know you can basically like a say system. Yeah, I mean it's kind of loose like that where basically you just set certain things that they do parameters. Like if, yeah, and that's it. That's really it. You know when you do certain moves, it makes a combo with at least one of them, which is your um, dog buddy named Torgal. He, he, can, he can do stuff with you. And most of the time I'm doing stuff so fast that the other party member or members are usually doing their own thing, killing some other enemies. Now, they'll kill their enemies on their own. So that's what's really cool. But, you know, the combat's jumping around a lot. So it's really, it does jump around a lot. So you have to be prepared for that fast moving stuff. But man, dude, it, it's... So, like, it gets back to the basis of Final Fantasies, like a Final Fantasy 2, where it's like the and Final Fantasy 2 American version, Final Fantasy 4 Japanese version. So, just that way you know that. But it's it gets back to that old school medieval style Final Fantasy. There's no like guns, there's no vehicles, no crazy uh, mechanical things. It's old school medieval realm type stuff with knights and kings and queens and all of that so it just ate me up right then and there because i was like oh my gosh this is awesome i'm drawn into this right away because the one thing that kind of put me off about 15 is is it kind of had a blend of that but you had like mech and cars and stuff like that (laughs) so it's just kind of like it didn't put me off but it just was hard for me really to dive in this one is just like i'm gone you know it's just i'm there it's so awesome so give us a little taste of how it starts off in terms of story so story-wise, you start off and you play... Your main character's name is, uh, is Clive Rossfield. When you are introduced to him, he's actually in this party where they're trying to get behind enemy lines during this big battle scene. So really cool right there. And they call yeah. him Wyvern. So they're not calling him Clive, they're calling him Wyvern. And so you're doing this kind of sneak stuff where you're just walking around jumping things, not really anything part, you know, just kind of that long meandering part that 
Final Fantasy likes to do a lot of the times, which is fine because you get to kind of see stuff and you get to understand how the movement's going to happen. And what I like about it is, is when it's cutting from cinematics in back into gameplay, it's so seamless. Like you almost feel like you're in cinematic all the time. Like that's how good the graphics are. That's how nice it looks, how clean it is. It's so nice. So fluid. It's really great. And so you're in this party fight uh, going with them and you have, and you notice there's this mark on the side of Clive's face. You don't know what it is yet because you haven't gotten into it, but you're going and all of a sudden you see the first time you get to see summons. You get to see, you see Shiva up in the sky. You see Titan up in the sky fighting and ice comes down in the area that you are. They start kind of tearing up the area that you're walking through. And so you keep on walking. And when this happens and Titan has torn up some stuff and actually doing some things, you have to start like your guy, guy starts running. You don't control this part, but your guy starts running and one of the guys, because you're with three others, gets killed. Like, he's, a rock smashes on him while you're sliding down this uh, valley inside the, the cliffs that you're in. And he dies. Clive kind of gets hurt a little bit. And he blacks out. And all of a sudden, you're, like, back several years. And you see oh. Clive as a 15-year-old. So you get to play Clive now as a 15-year-old where you get to learn his powers because he has powers right off the bat and you get to learn about the story about Clive. Clive, the Rossfields are the, um, I guess you would call ruling family over uh, the Empire Rosaria and they're actually very sympathetic to bearers, people that have the tattoo mark on their face. Clive is a bearer, but in when he's 16 or well, 15, he doesn't have the mark on his face because he's not a slave. So bearers get branded and they become slaves. And so there's a lot of that play in there. Well, so the what, are we fields, supposed to know what a bear is? When you're doing too this much of a part, spoiler. not really. It's, when okay. you're doing this part right here with um, Clive as 15, 16 year old, this is where you're learning this. They tell you that it's, this is a bear and all that. And you get that because Clive's brother, Joshua, is actually what's called a dominant or fire dominant. He's actually the fire dominant. Basically, what you saw in the sky when you saw Shiva and Titan, those people called upon them as their dominant, like basically the person representing those things. So up until this point, you don't really quite understand that because you you don't see that, but you kind of put two and two together because they call him the Phoenix. And so you, you learn Joshua's actually kind of sickly because of this and all of that. And you get to like <laughs> fight, good, you get man. to fight. So, so Joshua's, <laughs> Joshua's actually Clive's younger brother. Clive was supposed to be the one that was going to take over the throne from his father, uh, Elwin, but because he didn't become the dominant and Joshua did, Joshua's actually the one that will take the throne after him. And they call him the Archduke um, of Rosaria. And so, they get um, Elwin, uh, Clive's father, comes back from this mission. They're all happy to see him. Um, right before this, you actually fought the leader of the Shield, which is um, the basically the elite regiment of the Rosarian army. And so um, Clive's trained by their leader, and that's where you kind of learn your first. It's like your first tutorial of your abilities and everything. So you learn the abilities because. What happened is, is the fire dominant actually, or the phoenix actually gifted Clive these abilities. So it was, it's one of these weird things where bears get gifted abilities and then dominants are like, you know, dominate the, the, yeah, can actually become them. And so, and so Clive goes in, talks to his father. They're like, Hey, blight's coming, which the blight is just this bad thing that's happening. It's basically like a drought, like an insane drought, but it's pulling all the magic, which is ether, pulling all the magic out of the land and just destroying it, making it uninhabitable. Not even the rats live there. They say that several times, and I think that's kind of funny. Wow. They're, they're just like, it's like completely just wasteland barren. And so they're like, okay, we have to go to uh, the Phoenix Gate. 
because we have to get ready for this potential war. Well, the Phoenix Gate is a place where only the dominant can enter. So that's Joshua. Well, Clive's kind of like his sworn protector, and they've kind of had that pact between each other. So you go off to the um, Phoenix Gate, and once you're there, you have this really nice thing where Joshua and uh, Clive talk and everything, and it's just really, you know, kind of a nice sentimental thing. Oh, I forgot to mention, you meet Jill, which she plays more important part later. But Jill Warwick is um, a bearer as well that um, the Rossvilles took in. Rossvilles are very sympathetic to bearers. They take in slaves, and they just give them a good life. They don't treat them like slaves. Although the branded, they call the slaves the branded since they've got the brand mark on their face. They basically bow down to the people or whatever. So anyways, this all happens. They get there. This... Basically, this wagon with supplies, quote-unquote supplies, roll up. And turns out that half the people involved right there are actually um, aligned with what's called the Imperials. And they kill everybody there. They go in the castle. They start destroying things, just tearing things up, killing people. They're looking for the dominant, which is Joshua, trying to capture him and take him back with them. Well... Basically, just it's just insanity at that point. Just basically a siege on this little Phoenix Gate castle, and everything's going crazy. Clive is looking for Joshua. Joshua's looking for Clive. They eventually find each other, but there's this big skirmish that goes on, and um, Joshua lets out the Phoenix. You know, so you see this big, massive Phoenix over the you know, little castle there and just basically trying to protect everybody there. And Clive knows, okay, that's Joshua, whatever. But something happens to Clive. Clive's screaming for Joshua. And then all of a sudden, like Clive blacks out and you see this other fire creature come up. Big monster looking thing. Later you learn who it, what his name is, but it comes up and you just hear like as these two things are fighting and you actually fight as the Phoenix during some of this and you fight this monster um, you hear Clive screaming, Joshua, no, say, you know, trying to save Joshua or whatnot. Clive doesn't know what's going on. So this happens, and the monster actually kills the Phoenix and Joshua. So is and this like at the is this like the opening cut? Very cinema? first. Oh, very first. This is yeah. the very first of it. Wow. And this like <laughs> takes you about an hour or so to get to that. It's just it's insane. It's so like So are you grand. playing? At all yeah. between it, not not just oh, to, yeah. so. So, are you going through a dungeon and opening chests and this kind of thing during all this? At some point, random points. Yes and this? no. It's not a, you. You so you have to go fight a. Um, you don't go through a dungeon. I mean, you call it a dungeon, but it's not right. like a dungeon a stage. Open. Yeah. You go and you fight this big troll. You fight a, a Marlboro or yeah, Marlboro. Marlboro. How you yeah. say Mal Marlboro, something like that. Yeah, and you fight one of those. They massive, you know. That's one yeah. of your. That's your first like boss fight, and then you get to Phoenix Gate, and then that's right. when you have that night, that party, and then through Phoenix Gate, you control Joshua some, and then you control Clive some, and you're fighting throughout that. So are you too. opening chest and getting items and upgrading your guy at this point, little, or is it, not are you getting much. potions and and stupid stuff like it's that? It's mostly just like potions, and that's it. Yeah. There's nothing real. There's nothing really here that's going to help you anyway, because yeah, basically. I hate that. That happens, and then the Imperial Guard comes in, because you had one big guard fight. That's what it was. So what triggered the Phoenix is there's this one really big guard fight, and you're fighting a Dragoon. And yeah. once that fight's over, that's when Joshua gets mad and says no more and tries to protect everything, becomes the Phoenix, and then the demon, the fire, the other so, fire dominant. So there's only supposed to be one fire dominant, and now there's two. Okay. And that's what only, the big twist one element is right dominant. there. Yeah. Exactly. That's cool. So, so you're fighting a dragoon. Let me go back to that for a second. So you're fighting okay. a dragoon. Is this so? When I think dragoon, I think throwback to Final Fantasy II. Kane. Is it? Or is a dragoon like super? Do they make the drag? Do they do the dragoon justice? Like make him look super cool and he's like a, a formidable enemy, like a special forces type of knight, super soldier type, yeah. or is he just? I mean, yeah, pretty much. So, does he cut? Do you see dragoons later on? Like in terms yeah. of, can you be one or somebody can be? No, one? No, I can't be. You can't be one or one be on your team or anything like that. Not but you yet, do at see least. Other, right? But you do see other ones. Yeah, I don't know. Okay. Like, okay. 
like from yeah, where I'm at in the game, cool. I don't know if that could happen down the road because I don't know who else I could join in my party. Right now, I don't really have any, you know, I mean, it's, it's a typical Final Fantasy. You didn't really have control over your party up until this point where I'm at. Yeah. You know, and you so, just basically. Do you, so at where you're at now, so that's a lot of the good story, man. So it gives everybody oh, a God, taste dude, right there. No, I know. But that gives Not me a taste a right there. And that makes me want to play it just that. Oh, my god. Just gosh, like you dude. said. Just like you said, the stories, they, that sounds awesome right now. And I can imagine the summons in the sky. And what the first thing that came to my mind was like Final Fantasy VII. When you yeah. first summon something, you're like, because, <gasps> you know, there were little little sprites back in the day. And then you see this massive animation, larger than life. And I can imagine like this one's like takes it to that level, right? And oh, where you're like, Whoa. so much more. So what's cool about this is it's not summons. They're called icons. E-I-K-O-N. They're kind of like the gods of the world, you know? Okay. So Bahamut, Odin. Now, like, through this story, you see Bahamut, you see Odin, you see Titan, you see Shiva, um, you see Garuda, Phoenix, the other one is Ifrit that I know of, and there's and and I just saw Ultima. Oh, dang. and I don't know if Ultima is considered one of the eight. I think there's just eight of them from what I've played so far and what I understand. I think there's only eight of them. So but man, they're just every one of them looks so awesome and big and larger than life. Well, I wonder if it's because oh, there's 15... one more too, and I cannot remember its name. It's a lightning dominant. I cannot remember what its name is. That's um. Oh, I see it in my head. I know. I can't remember its name. Ramu? Rahamu or something like that. Ramu. Yeah. R-A-M-U-H. Yeah, I think so. Rama. So so I wonder if, because in 15, they did have summonses, but you couldn't just do it. it, The game would prompt you to do it. Um, And like, so... And I wonder if they people... And it was awesome when you did it, but I mean, I wonder if people were like, hey, we need more of that. You know what? This needs to be larger than life, or maybe you know. And they, they complained about it or something. I don't know. Are they just are the are the people that made the game just realize like, wow, we need more of this. This has got to be yeah next level. And so when you so when you where you're at right now with your party, are you able to pick who's in your party, or is it like no? Because we're like so Final Fantasy two. Let's just talk about this real quick. Final Fantasy two. As you went through, people came and went, mm-hmm. and that was it. Final Fantasy three, again, American versions of both. You kind of went through, people came and went, but then at some point you got you don't have four in your party, you might have a fifth, and you get to pick if you want to switch them out and you kind of fine tune your party. They don't mm-hmm. do that in this one. Is that Not what at saying? all. So I've had only up to four people in my party at one time, and I'll go ahead and tell you who those are. It was Clive, Jill. And Torgal. Those are like the main three the characters. Yeah, Torgal's awesome. It doesn't talk, but you can actually pet him. And there's a trophy you get if you pet him X number of times <laughs> in game. So like you actually it's it's kind of funny, but it's fun it's fun too. Torgal's actually very good because he's like you see him as a puppy when you see the sixteen year old or the fifteen year old time frame. And so you see him as a puppy, and then when you see him as like, so the time skip is 13 years between the two. So you're 28 in the oh, wow. a, after the first time skip. And you see Torgal growing up, and Torgal's huge. I mean, he's like a dire wolf almost, you know, <laughs> but just awesome. He's so awesome. He's so, so, so worthy of being a part of your party. And he levels up automatically. You don't have to do his level up for him. He does it. He, you know, it just, it's an auto feed kind of thing, no matter what version you're on. And so, um, same way with like Jill or whoever has some party. And the other person was Sid in your party. Sid is actually a main character from the time you wake up after the whole like prologue piece of, you know, the 16 year old part from the time you wake up until where I just stopped at tonight, which is like a good chunk of like. Yeah. From what I played, 20 So you haven't had a lot of people come and go in your party. Not at all. Mm-mm. Well, I guess it was the same way in 15. You just had those four, and it was it's, it. Yeah, it's just the four. It's mainly been a very much Clive and Torgal kind of thing. Clive, uh, you know, Sid would join for certain, um, certain quests. Jill joined after she recuperated, because that's a big part of the story is... is 
you were actually there to try to get the dominant, like that, 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 that fighting party that you were in from the beginning that I was talking about. Mm-hmm. You were actually there to try to capture the dominant Shiva. Okay. Turns out Jill is the dominant of Shiva. Oh, man, it's a big twist. So you start fighting her. Like, you're fighting Jill as when he's like a wyvern before he meets Sid. And so you're fighting um, Jill, and he doesn't. Re- he didn't realize Shiva was Jill. And so, like, once that fight's over, he's like, Jill, Jill, and he turns on his, you know, his, his company, basically slaughters them just to save Jill because that's, like, his past, and he knows he's not Imperial, and he wants to be back to that past. He wants that life back. And that's when Sid comes in. Sid's like, come on, I'll help you. But you see, like, lightning come down because Sid is the dominant of Raman. Okay. Sid's awesome in this. Like, I love Sid. He's like that whole, like, I don't know. It's almost like that Locky kind of roguish character. Yeah. Oh, he's got such a such an awesome looking like um, outfit on and everything. He carrying two swords around with him all the time, and it's just so cool. Oh, he's he's really cool. <laughs> Sid, Sid's so cool. He's got this like dark raspy voice. He's real like kind of lean, um, but yeah. So he's like trying to help all of the branded and help free all the branded. So he has the hideaway where he's hiding these branded people away. So are you either branded or dominant, or, or can you be something else, or just a regular person? So out, of, so out of the people you have is you have a normal person that has no magic ability at all. The only way that they can have ma- magic ability is through crystals, which all the crystals come from the mother crystal. And so that's the way that they do it, and the crystals pull ether from the land to produce the magic. Well, bearers, which are, they have the abilities, they have like blessings from the dominant, from the powers of the dominant, but not like the dominant didn't go touch their hands or anything. They're born with it. They have abilities, you know, where they can naturally use the ether to create magic. They don't have to have a crystal. Then you have your dominance. The only difference between a bearer and a branded is, is a branded is a slave bearer and then the other bearers are free bearers and in this world when you're in the when you're in that um time between the first and second time shift if you're found out to be a bearer they sell like family will sell you off to the highest bidder right away to get rid of you it is like a just terrible thing to be a bearer like they think it's horrible they sell you off and the um imperials use bearers for their pleasure for whatever they need you know basically to do this or that well there's also this the they call it the crystal's curse if a bearer uses their power too much they start turning to stone and then they die from turning to stone and it's something yeah, like cool. the Aether. I mean, we haven't quite figured out what the Crystal's Curse is yet. We just know it's a sickness that all bearers get, including dominance. And it eventually kills them because they've used their power too much. And that's basically the the premise behind that. And so you see that as you go on through all of this. And you see people doing that. Even Sid ends up having this. And you see parts of Sid's arm. Like, it pulls up his sleeve, and it's already stone. And so, like, that's bad. Like, Clive ends up having this really strong attachment to Sid, and, you know, they become really close, really good friends. And it's just wild, man. Like, it's just, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm still kind of reeling a little bit from what just happened in the game for me. Well, about the scut of the gameplay, then, for a little bit. The um, So, when you level up, you said that automatically levels up your your characters that are... You don't control? Basically, yeah, basically like Torgal there, he he levels up in his power automatically. Um, Jill will level up in her power automatically. There's not anything you do, at least but, not up to this point. Like, it might change after this point for me since I'm in now, like, the open world part. But, you know, Torgal does, you know, it's just automatic leveling. You know, you can check and see So, like, skill things. points and all that? Mm-hmm. Do you, did your main character have that? Yeah, skill yeah, you have, you have ability. So you they get call to them allocate ability. them? Yeah, you get to allocate them so, like... 
I really like it because it's almost reminiscent of the steer grid from Final Fantasy X. Yeah. Big, huge circle, abilities around here. And then once you find out certain things, like the power of the Phoenix has its own circle here and it's got a, some abilities in there. And then you get the power of Garuda, which is another uh, person that owns it. Uh, Benedicta was her dominant. And so, like, once you get some of that power, you have that sphere over here. And then inside your center sphere, all of a sudden, when you find out that you, when, because you don't find out you're the dominant until that in between time shift one and two. And that's when you start getting the abilities for that as well, because you get different powers. And one of the coolest things is that I've just gotten into was limit break. And basically it's like you, they call it like a subprime. So basically you summon the power of your icon and you don't go like full icon. You don't turn into like Shiva or Bahamut or anything. You just, you know, show it like physically with your body and your body kind of changes. You become stronger, more powerful, quicker, faster, all that good stuff. And it's kind of like a upgrade to you. So, um, you think you can't allocate the points because you're in story mode. If you weren't in story mode, you'd be able to allocate the, you could probably fine tune your guest characters or is that just the I, way I don't that think it so. is? I think that's just the way it is. What's the point of even having it then? If it, I mean, so when you say automatically upgrade, does it say they got a skill point or does it no, just... No, no, no. It doesn't tell them skill points at all. Oh, you, just, all, all the skill okay. points, the only skill points you're seeing are the skill points for you. Okay. For Clive. Yeah, that's see, that kind of see. stuff, like if, if it was just that alone that I heard about it, I'd be like, man, come on, that's kind of... Because that's the fun part is, is, you know, leveling up and dominating your special brand on the game, you know, mm-hmm. and, and doing it that way. Um so, but I mean, I know it sold tons of copies and all this. And it's got pretty good reviews or whatever. So, yeah, depending on what you look at, depending on the reviews, it's kind of like you know, some people really love it, and some people kind of like, eh, you know, because it's it's definitely a step away from a typical Final Fantasy in the gameplay. But dude, the story is just it, it's on point. Now it's dark and it's sad for most part, but it's it's so well done in my opinion. So I mean, that's awesome. Yeah, I love. Um, I mean, if, if your story is good enough to where, you know, it gives you a purpose to run around and do things. But like the first game that comes to my mind is this triangle strategy, which is an awesome game. One of my favorite games in terms of the, 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 the uh, tactical strategic mm-hmm. part of it. And I like, obviously I talk about tactics ogre just now, which is an awesome game too. But think about triangle, triangle strategy, man, like the, the scenes for the story were just like, dude, 45 minutes into this thing, <laughs> an hour into this thing, and I'm still listening to this story, and it's just like, I mean, I get it, but I'd not, you know, I kind of side with Ref, like if I wanted a story, I'd watch a movie right now, and I'm not that, I'm not that hung up on it. I want a good story in the game, but, uh, you know, it's got to have some good aspects to the gameplay. So for me, at least from doing it in story mode, even while I'm watching the cinematics, I'm still having to do things. Like, they have cinematic fight scenes. So you're like, you're having to press buttons timed and everything. With quick that time scene. events. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so you're just having to do that, you know, when certain things happen. Like, when you start fighting bigger bosses, you have to do those kind of things. And you have to use all your abilities. So, I mean, it keeps you involved. Um, through most of what I've said, you're pretty much running around with your character grab you know doing things doing these quests there's not a ton of side quests yet you know there's just a few here and there you just got to the open world so mm-hmm. yeah so i mean you've done i've done i did everything i could up to that point because i knew it was coming and i knew once that that, that point of no return hit that, that anything i didn't do behind there was you know lost and i wanted to do all that i could so i did and man it just burned up a lot of time doing that but that's a typical <laughs> final fantasy it was fun and you do get to run around in some open large open areas and it's you have little paths you can go down and everything and you i've already found a place where it's going to be something that i'm going to be open be able to open up later in the game you know i saw it on one of the pathways yeah. through one of the areas i was and i couldn't i yeah, like those couldn't open it uh, but i know that it is because you find that when you know when you're when you find out some more about your character, you're able to open these doors 
And so when I went to least, try to open that door, it didn't let me open it. So did it did it at least mark it on your map or something? Or you just no. have to write it down? See, this is the thing. No, about I know, these games, I know exactly. Man. Well, I know exactly where that <laughs> so was. So you won't ever dude. forget where that is. Well, like it's, it's I'm one just of the saying, like on 15, they had the same type of thing. And oh yeah, um, and you're like, dude. And so there's two pet pets. So I, I wasn't going to go on this rant. I'm not going to rant too long. But, <laughs> you know, when you when you make something like that, that's cool. I love having something. Oh, I don't know what's going to be. I'm going to get to come back to this area. It's essentially what you're saying. But you got to remember every door by just raw memory. You know, there's no way to mark it. Let me at least, if you're not going to auto mark it, let me mark it on my map myself. That's one pet peeve. The second pet peeve, and it's, you didn't necessarily say it's like this because you said you can't go back. But, like, I was playing Final Fantasy 10 trying to get a platinum remake and I cranked it back up and I missed one Albed primer yep 21 Albed primer 21 well that's missable why would you make a trophy something that's missable for one why would you make anything completely missable like that some kind of collectible missable if I didn't and it's hidden if I didn't get it during this scene mm-hmm. that I'm I'm drawn into because of the story or whatever and then it's gone forever. I got to play the whole game over to get to that point to get that primer, dude. And so I hate that this, stuff, man. Okay, so this fixes that problem. So when you've played the game, there is the actual, like, once you get all the way through it, there is a third mode of the game called the Final Fantasy mode. Basically, like the mode that we're all used to and everything, where you get that super in depth. You get to keep everything that you've gotten. On your come side, on, for you come out on this game, 16? Yeah, yeah on 16. So it's and like so a new game plus, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, see, I like that. And so you keep everything and keep on going into playing the game again. Yeah. Things are a little bit different through some of the encounters and whatnot because you're going to be different. Your character's going to be stronger. So it's really cool because I think the level cap up to Final Fantasy Plus mode is like 50, and then it opens it up to 100 after that. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. I like that. I like when so, they do that. I'm excited about it because I, that means I'm because for, for at first I was like, okay, I'm gonna get two playthroughs out of this because of story mode, then action mode or combat mode, you know. And then when I'm like, oh, I got plus mode, so I can go through all of it. And the good thing about story and combat mode, you can switch it out while you're doing your first playthrough. So you can go back and forth okay. at any time, and it's not going to affect your gameplay. Yeah, I like that too. So that's what I was really cool to me when I found that out. So, I mean, it's just, oh my gosh, like it's so cool. And when you're playing the game in that time frame between the first and second time shift, you discover that you can, like, and Clive's the only one known to have this power. You can actually absorb part of somebody's dominant power. Okay. Like Rogue. So that's how, yeah, kind of like that. <laughs> well, that's how, so that's how Clive, and Clive discovers this during his fight with Garuda. And Garuda's one of the dominants. And the actual person, her name is Benedicta, which she has a tie with Sid, and you see that in the story and whatnot. And so you, um, are able to absorb her power and you didn't know you could do this. You just all of a sudden have it. And then it, of course it gives you a tutorial on how to use the powers. You can switch them back and forth in the middle of a fight. It's so much fun. It's a blast to do it. And so you learn that. And of course, after that's when you discover more about Clive, I don't want to tell you too much of the story. Yeah, it's so, just we've got so, the story. so much great story. It's just so I'm great. Really, uh, so the, um, so the, uh, get, so the, some of the skill points like, um, this is another kind of a pet peeve of mine. <laughs> I hope they don't do it. But like you said, it's like a devil may cry-ish. So like when you fight somebody, let's just say, just just hear me out for a second. If you push square, square, triangle, you do a combo. Do they have mm-hmm. combos? Yeah. They do have combos. All right. So then I unlock a skill point. So now I push square, square, triangle, circle, and it does one extra move in there. No. Is that the kind of crap? No. I hate those skill points no. unlocks. Oh, you unlocked no. an extra move. No. Dude. So, no. So basically what I unlocked with one of my skill with one of my sets of skill and skill points aren't like one point to unlock something. It's like several hundred to unlock something. Oh dang. But it doesn't take a long time to build up those points. They build up fast. And the good thing is, is at any time you can re- reset the entire thing. Oh yeah, I like that. And then do Definitely. it all over and do it however you want without any 
penalty. That's what makes it fun. You can change up your character and how he handles his abilities on the fly at any time. It makes that, that right there, when I discovered that, I was like, oh my gosh, this opens up the world of possibilities of how you can handle your character here. Because once you get Garuda's power, you start being able to um, juggle your character up in the air more often, fight it in the air, which becomes really cool combat scenes there. Because when you start fighting these massive characters like dragons that are flying, you got to be able to jump up and hit them. So you can do this, you know, do certain abilities with your Phoenix power and then, you know, be up there fighting them. And while you're in that air, you can quickly switch to your Garuda power and start hitting them with those and then go back to your firepower and just, it's so awesome to be able to go back and forth. You so, know? And, then, and when you add limit break into that, it just opens up the world of fighting. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, in my opinion. When you're talking about skill points, um, it takes 100 skill points to unlock something. Are you, like, gaining skill points constantly through battle? Or, or, oh, are you yes. like, or do you not get anything until you level up? No, you get, you get skill points when you complete quests you get skill points when you're fighting little things on the road when you're going from place to place you get skill points for things that you do to help out others i mean you get skill points so how much do you get for just fighting like a stint a random battle maybe five points oh wow okay i mean i've seen 40 before you i mean as you as the level based on your performance or maybe but as your level gap happens you start seeing less for yeah. killing something with lower, le- way lower level than you. I mean, that's is that typical. Cons- is that experience, or do you get experience as well and skill you get points? Experience as well. So ex- experience is for your actual level, and mm-hmm. the skill points are. So when you when you actually level up, what does that do? Just give you different attributes, or does it? Yeah, give it basically you- just brings your attributes up, and you don't get. At least I haven't seen it, and I, I'm hoping maybe it might change a little bit in Final Fantasy Plus mode. But, you know, it's just like auto pushes up your attributes. Okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. So you do get something for leveling up with experience oh, yeah. and skill points. Yeah, you, cool. you, when you level up, your attributes do go up and your strength goes up, your health goes up, everything like a normal Final Fantasy. But you're not like, okay, I want my skill points to go to this, to this, to this, to yeah. make these higher. No, you don't get to do that. Your skill points go into your abilities, which I wish they would have called them instead of skill points, more like ability points, because that's really what they are is more ability points. Does it look like you're going to be able to uh, get every single ability, or is it like without, as you just progress the story naturally, or if you want to get all the abilities, it looks like you're going to have to grind for a while? Or I don't think just you're going to have them? to, I don't think you're going to have to grind for a while to get all the abilities. So you'll eventually have everything, you think? I think so. The way without, the game's playing, I think so. And where I, with what just happened in the story, I think that's the point of the okay. story. Because I don't know that yet, but I just feel like it because of what just happened, you know, between Clive and all the characters at the time. It feels like there's something big that's leading up to basically Clive getting all these powers. Because um, the one guy that has Titan power, his name is uh, Krupka. He's basically the king or ruler over the evil imp- or evil people that basically are out to try to kill Sid and get rid of him because they're Sid's like a a pest for them because he was actually a part of their group, which it was Sid, Benedicta, Krupka, and then his name got a guy, a guy named Barnabas. All of them were in were like this crew that created a big empire basically. And Sid broke off because he realized that Krupka was just using all the dominance. And so he broke off. That's when he started trying to save bearers and all that. And um, that's where the whole Benedicta piece starts to, you know, tw- uh, intertwine in with the story there as well, too. Okay. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, the story sounds good, man. I'm just kind of curious about all the the gameplay. I think that's that's the big things for me is like how are you going to allocate your skill points? Can you fine tune them? I kind of wish you could kind of fine tune your own party. But I liked 15 was pretty good. 15 was higher up on the list for me. I don't remember we did our ranking Final Fantasies. I don't remember where I put it, but I thought playing it at one point, I remember thinking, man, this might be like one of my top three for sure. Um, but it kind of, it seems like right when it starts at the ending of Final Fantasy 15, right when it starts to open up, it's like, oh, it's over? 
Yeah. I thought I thought it was a big change and this big thing's about to happen. No, it's over. You're like, oh, dude. Well, the problem but, with uh, 15 was is that happened and then they released the DLCs for the other characters. Yeah. And so I'm like, oh, 16's not doing that. There's no DLC? Well, no, there's going to be eventually DLC, but that's like the game's not fixing to just end for me now that the world opened up. Yeah. Oh, that's, there is that's a good. ton to do. Like, there's so much to do that I'm just from hints because I know I'm going to eventually have to fight Odin. I know I'm going to have to fight uh, Barnabas because it's just part of the story the way it fits. You know, I know I'm going to have to fight Krupka. I know I'm going to have to fight Bahamut. I know that I'm going to have to fight all these other characters. Yeah. And I haven't even touched it's a lot them undone. yet. Yeah, so much undone, and it's and f- from what I've read, because I've tried to read stuff ahead without spoilers, just to kind of understand to know where I'm at in the game, to know like, okay, I've put forty hours in and I'm eighty percent through. Well, no, I've put you know, I'll, and I'll double check. I think I'm in the thirty, any somewhere between thirty and forty hours, and I think I'm like forty five percent the way through. Yeah, so it's like an 80-hour game, probably. And you're probably doing story mode, so if you're doing action, you might need to grind a little more or something. I don't know. It just takes Maybe you'll die. It takes more time to finish. It's a little, From what I understand in action mode, it, they may be a little bit harder, but even from the people that's in action mode, they're like, it's not really I'm sure it's easy, story. man. Yeah, yeah. Not, they're not very difficult now. So, so, the, so the, the, um, the accessories that I was talking about that if you in story mode they start you automatically wearing, well you have them in your possession if you do um, combat mode as well. You just don't have them equipped. You go and equip them and then there you go, you're done. Yeah. So like it's basically um, like the ring of timely strikes, the ring of timely evasion, and I forget what the other ring of timely something so basically it allows you to you know if you're in story mode you can just spam a button you don't have to worry about it and it will do your abilities and everything automatically for you but you can still do your abilities on your own as well so it kind of just speeds things up so that way you're not focused on combo this combo that you know because like it's like a square 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 triangle is a combo and then like Square triangle together is one hit, you know, and that's really it. It's not very complicated combos at all. You know, you could, sp- even if you're doing it in combat mode, if you're spamming buttons, it's pretty, you know, straightforward. But you learn, okay, if I hit these real quick, I can do that. Because once you have two powers, you're hitting um, your left trigger to switch, and then you're doing your abilities to grab them or whatever, and then switching back to be able to do something else with it and yeah. just keep the hits strung together. So even in story mode with that kind of stuff, you're still having to do a lot of switching back and forth between your powers, making sure you're hitting the right thing, and then, of course, hitting limit break at the right point because you don't want to hit limit break at the very beginning of a fight. It ends up basically... Actually, it makes the fight go a little bit longer than it should. If you hit limit break at a certain point, it actually will... You know, you'll speed up the fight. So, so the um, so items and stuff you can get. You said accessories. Do you have like how, how many items? Because this is a big thing. I think it was uh, you got a weapon and armor and an accessory, or do you have a helmet, a gauntlet, a leggings, a boots, <laughs> a hel- You know what I'm saying? So this is Necklace. what I like. About, uh, this is what I like about it. It's, it's it's pared down. You have your weapon, which are pretty much just swords. That's all you have. You have your sword, you have your belt, you have your gauntlets. Then you have your three accessories, and that's it. Sword, belt, gauntlet, and then three, two, three. That's six. That's still mm-hmm. good because the, the Final Fantasy two you had sword, shield, helmet, um, armor, gauntlet, legs. I think I don't know if you don't you didn't have legs. I don't remember accessory. Anyway, it was somewhere around that number. But you have so six. So that's actually have, a lot. You have six. And what's cool is is I've gotten tons of accessories like rings and necklaces and headbands that amplify specific parts of my powers. Yeah. So now it's getting to the point of okay, how do I put these together to make the best Yeah, you can start plot. seeing. So you're starting to, I'm starting to see this kind of 
okay, this is amplifies certain aspects of my firepower, certain aspects of my wind power with Garuda, and it's going to affect certain aspects of my lightning power with uh, Raham, Raham, Ramu, Ramu, Rama. And so it's just really Rama. awesome. Um, this is, and, and I hate to spoil this for you, but I gotta spoil it for you. You actually get to play as the icons. Uh, so okay. like when you quote well, you unquote are in a fight. Well, no, I said you get to play subprimed. Subprimed is, is just kind of Phoenix. Kind of grow out. Well, you get to play as Phoenix there is that in that prologue, and it was just the prologue. But once you get into the story, you find out things, you actually get to play as the icons during specific battles. Like uh-huh. they'll go, you know, your character will basically go superpower, whatever you want to call it. And you get to actually do that. And there's specific attacks and combos with the icons then that do, you know, massive damage. Like one of, I mean, I'm early in the icon playing side of it. And I did a combo not too long ago of like almost 500,000 damage. And it barely like chipped a, <laughs> you know, barely chipped this guy oh, that I was gosh, fighting on my way. And this was like the, the boss battle I was just doing. So, I mean, really awesome, really in-depth things. The one thing that kind of does suck, though, is that um, right now I can only carry four potions, three <laughs> high potions. That's it. Jeez, man. Yeah. Can't be getting hurt. No, you can't. But <laughs> once again, in story mode, it's not that bad, you know, but I've burned potions. You, you know, you're going to have to. And it's helping me learn the combat system because it is different. It's a lot faster, a way lot faster, but it's fun. It's exciting. And when you get new weapons, it, it, it just lights you up because the armor, when you get the pieces like the gauntlets or the belt, it doesn't change Clive's look at all. Okay. His sword does, and his swords look awesome. When you start getting the purple swords, because they're, you know, you either have like gray green i like don't think i found colors. a blue a purple sword yeah like the, so like the, those like are like epic. your rare epic whatever and dude oh my gosh it's so awesome and then too you have an ultimate weapon which is like goddamn bug or something like that i forget exactly what it's called <laughs> goddamn bug something like that <laughs> but and um you can only get it in final fantasy plus mode so, like, you have to beat the game and then go back and play it to get that one. Oh, wow. Because it's, like, a super high level. But I'm excited yeah. to do it. I'm pumped up to do it. I'm excited to play through this game again already. And I'm not. And I'm just now at the, like, best part of the Final Fantasy. Have you run into any... Well, you probably will now that it's... You probably hadn't done it until uh, maybe now you work since you're open world, but run into some type of enemy that, like, you're not supposed to run into yet. And he, just, he just killed you or... I'm like, assuming you know, that'll happen. Yeah, what, everything probably, I've run into so far now, it's not it's like been, scripted. Yeah, it's pretty scripted, pretty laid out. I mean, yeah, I can kind of go off on the sides and kill things, but it's been like, you're only in this one place. That's all you can go. You can't go outside of this place. Yeah. You know, which, Mid-car. I mean, that's kind of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so. That's how, how a lot of Final Fantasies are, you know, that uh, first yeah, little part confined so yeah and you're waiting to get released this is so good well, man something i like is is i can see items in the field they have this little like spirally light thing coming off of them so i can just run over there and go grab it instead of having like hunt for it yeah that's how okay. it's happened so far and it's not like random encounters if you look out in the field you'll see monsters yeah you know if you run that way you're gonna have to fight a monster you know if you stay on the road you're not gonna fight a monster yeah i like that Yep. You know, you yeah, can like see that. them. But, you know, you can actually see wildlife. You know, I've wild chocobos all over the place. Loved that. Yep. It was beautiful. And by the way, in the prologue with Clive 16, he has the coolest looking chocobo during that time. It's a solid white chocobo with, like, they put armor on him and everything. Oh, my gosh. He's so awesome looking. <laughs> the chocos. Yeah, I still have not gotten all the way up to this point. I've not ridden a Chocobo yet. Like that, that's okay. not part of the game yet. Like from what I understand is now I'll get to get one now and ride one. You actually can fight on the back of a Chocobo. Like you can ride it and yeah. do like horseback fighting, but you're 
Chocobo back riding. Are there any mini games that you've come into? Not yet, no. Okay, so they don't have a they don't have a particular. I can't remember. Fifteen had one. They have fishing. Or not. Yeah, they had fishing. Yeah. Oh, they had all those extra things like fishing and cooking. Yeah. Everybody had their extra thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So far, there hadn't been but, any of that. But I mean, heck, I wouldn't want any of that at this point because of the story. You're just wanting to find out what's going to happen next, and you're just driving. Yeah. This is like a just great story. I mean, I remember Final Fantasy 15. I was like, yeah, the story's okay, but let me go over here and do this. Yeah. This sounds like more fun. No, that story sucks you in so bad on 16. Like, okay. oh my gosh, it is such a great story. Well, cool. Yeah, it makes me excited to play it, man. I'm excited. Um, I have to get it maybe sometime this week once I finish. I, I don't. I just stop buying games, dude, because I just kept. I mean, stop buying games when I'm playing something else because absolutely, I, just, I lose it. I had so, to. I mean, I got too yeah. many of them that I need to play. I mean, heck, I was playing Dragon Ball Z Kakarot and started playing this and that and this and that. Just there's too many things out yeah. now to do it. And so I we mean, did Diablo coming 4. up soon. Exactly. So Diablo 4, that played for, you know, two, three weeks, and now that's dead. And then um, Starfield's coming out, and then we have Baldur's Gate 3 coming out. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, my gosh, did they release them all at once? Yep. And then um, you know, Final Fantasy 16 is just going to be, I mean, I might just wait. If it's, if you know, not, not on purpose, but if, like, you know, Starfield and all these other games are coming out, then by the time, you know, you're going to get some kind of uh, – what do they call it? A complete edition or whatever mm-hmm. with all the different DLC. Look, I'm telling you right but, now, I'm I'm probably gonna put de- I'm probably gonna delay playing Starfield now. Yeah, well that's that's if right. Final Fantasy sixteen. If Final Fantasy sixteen's yeah. not done by then, I mean I'm which that's what only two weeks away, roughly. Two and a half uh, weeks. Because yeah, I don't like remember what the date was. Uh September sixth is the full drop date. Um, but if you've bought like, or if you did any of the pre-orders and got like the, um, the premium upgrade that gave you the steel book, you get mm-hmm. to start five days earlier. Yeah. Okay. So like September 1st, you can start playing. Yeah. Or it could be like later in the week, not September 6th, but whatever's further down that, that Friday or whatever. So that's Baldur's Gate 3 is September 6th as well. And yeah. you're saying Starfield is uh, September it's like 6th. Six, seventh, eighth, ninth. God, they like both that. come out the same day, dude. Are they both the 6th? Yeah, they're both the 6th. That is mm. crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh, I wonder why they did that. And remember, Starfield, day one Game Pass. Oh, yeah. I have it on Game you Pass. Gotta, you don't even have to pay for it. That might be one you want to have. Um, oh, yeah. No, definitely. I'm buying a hard copy of it, even though I did get the premium upgrade. I'm going to go buy just a di- the regular copy of it. To yeah, hopefully it's not it. online only and crap like that. Baldur's Gate 3 has just rocked the whole gaming industry right now. Oh, my right gosh. So, Everybody's talking it, about it. Yeah. So, anyway, dude, that was good, man. I, I I do. I, I'm going to be torn now. I don't know what I'm going to have to do. I don't know how far I am in to, uh, Tactics Ogre, but they have different, uh, same type of thing. You make choices and things change, so you could go back and play that game a whole different way. Which is That's going to be like a Final Fantasy Tactics. It's just like Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's going to be like a Final mm-hmm. Fantasy Tactics in terms of you're going to go, you can, every once in a while, crank it back up and go run through it. Yeah. You know, so um, that's cool, man. That is a good game. Uh, so, yeah, who knows? I might be so good tomorrow. So I do have one announcement I do want to make. I did what Hollywood, I did tell you about this. So you do know about it, but I want to say it to our general population. I got my collector's edition in from Limited Run Games of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge. Mm. I have not opened the box yet at all. All I did was take it out of the box that was shipped in to make sure that the box is there. I slipped the little plastic sleeve that was on it off, and that was it. I haven't even looked inside of it yet. I know okay. it's supposed to be there, but I hadn't. What I plan to do is do a full unboxing video for us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, say, go get it. Go get it right now. I want to see do it. it. <laughs> I know I want to see it so bad because it's got a it it, it it's got a reproduction original shredder action figure in there oh dude that's awesome it's got a hard back 
guide for the game. Okay. Like really nice. A, 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 yeah, a, a game manual like, with hard a hard copy. Like, yeah, the walkthrough, like the a, guide, you know, the big, like it's yeah. book size. It's like huge. <laughs> so and the game itself, there's a steel book for it in there. And the game comes in what's called a blister pack. So a blister pack, if you don't, if y'all aren't familiar with that, is like the packaging like a Ninja Turtle comes in. Oh, cool. And so it's inside that, like I have to open the packaging out up to get the game out. Oh, and I'm cool. so torn on if I want to do that or not and just get like a regular plain copy of it to have because it just looks so cool. Um, I've seen pictures of it. Like I said, I hadn't opened my box yet, but I've seen pictures of it. I'm like, oh my gosh, it looks so cool. So I'm excited. There's other little goodies too that I'm not going to tell, tell you all about. I mean, you can go online, look it up and see what it tells you and all that, but it, I can't wait to open it up and share it with everybody. I've got to get my little place set up to film it and everything because I'm going to film it and everything. And then, of course, put a video up and put it on our YouTube, our Facebook, it, and everywhere else. Is it the, Does it have the DLC or is it just the original game? It's just the game. This was before the DLC was even announced. Yeah, that's what I thought. I okay. Mm-hmm. Which yeah, it should be like I, a code I, or something at least in there. I don't know. I haven't seen the... I haven't seen a release date yet for the DLC yet for it either. I know it's supposed to be before uh, the end of the year, and it might be like between now and October. Yeah, I thought it. Mm, I thought October second, I, I think. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty I saw sure I saw a video. I think it's October second. Yeah, video with it. Yeah. So, gosh, that was such a good. That was such a that good game. Such a we're we're game, playing guys. um the the Ninja Turtles Kawabunga collection. Me and my my yes. youngest son, and he liked it. And I'm thinking, man, let's play uh, Shredder's Revenge. Like, oh, I got it on Xbox, so, so I don't even <laughs> have a one controller. So, um, but yeah, I think it's you on PlayStation. You haven't gotten your now. Starfield controller yet. No, I don't get. I don't you don't get stuff like that, man. <laughs> but I, I, it Come does on look now. awesome. Look, yeah, I know. look, uh, British redneck got hers. I know she did. Yeah, and, and she got the headset. other thing. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my gosh. Too. But she's yeah. like the hardcore fan of all the Bethesda, man. Yeah. I mean, I, but, I, I just, I can't, I can't justify paying more money for another headset when I've got. Two Astro A50 headsets, one for the PlayStation, one for the Xbox, and then I've got my <laughs> Sony, you know, really high-end headphones for here, and then I've got three other sets of headphones just in case. Yeah, yeah. I just I yeah. can't justify another set, another headphone set. Now, controller, yeah. I can. Yeah, I mean, I guess if it's like a, one of my, you know, like a Final Fantasy, and you know, I love like Zelda stuff too, and, and it, you know, it's like the old school. You know swords and stuff like that. For some reason, I kind of get off into that. But I mean, I got the the Wii U Zelda version, but it's only because it came with Wind Waker. Yeah, it was free, right? So I wanted a Wind Waker anyway, uh, Wind Waker HD. So that kind of came with it, and I got that. Um, and I ha- happened to get the Destiny PlayStation Four, but it was just because it came with the game and it's white and the whole thing. Oh, the Destiny but, PlayStation uh, Four is beautiful. Yeah, so it's uh. You know, that's the only reason I would have gotten it otherwise. But I don't know. I've never really kind of been into that kind of stuff. But I don't know. I could see it for sure, especially if you're into the game. That's the whole experience of it, man. We talked about it with your steel book stuff. We uh, talked yeah. about that one time. It's, it's it's experience with steel books and it's experience with that controller. Like I said, that yeah. Starfield controller is just something else. It's awesome. Oh, and they just released, or they're going to release uh, wraps for your <laughs> for Xbox. Your, <laughs> yeah. And they've got uh, one for Starfield, so but check this out: fifty bucks for a wrap. No, uh-huh. bro. It's like and it's like a, a like one of those vinyl with like card glow in the dark, sealed kind of stuff. It looks like <laughs> one of those eighties kind of things that go over stuff. It was really weird. I'm like, fifty dollars. Oh my gosh. I was like, Jeez, too uh, crazy. Look, I'm telling you, keep an eye out. D brand, they're gonna drop their version of it and theirs are like vinyl stickers that go on the actual console so that way it's just tight on there and it doesn't do it i mean when i looked at this thing at first like before you saw that it was a rat like the way it wrapped it was like man that was pretty cool and then they show a video of it wrapping you're like oh my gosh why would i put an insulator on my plate on my xbox yeah that's what it looks like it looks like an insulator (laughs) I'm like, I don't live in Alaska. Uh, yeah. My Xbox is not... I live in uh, Mississippi where we're having 107 degree temperatures right uh, yeah. now. That's funny. 
Yeah, I wouldn't pay fifty dollars for no wrap, man. Fifty dollars for terrible. insulator. That is freaking yeah. insulator is what that is. People are gonna end up burning up their Xboxes. I'm curious if that's gonna happen. It looks like yeah. it, dude. I'm telling you. I mean, you wrap something all the way around it, of course it's gonna help but I think push that heat. It's in. definitely gonna keep it hot with the fans at the top. Of the, Even still. Yeah, I know. Yeah, think no about doubt. it if you so like with me, I have mine in a um cabinet. And now granted, I've put fans in there that run and it, they kick on at a certain temperature and everything. But my my systems still get warm and it gets pretty warm in there. I wrap my system, man, that thing's just gonna get hotter. Even if it's got <laughs> air flowing in and out of it. It's not man, it's just ooh. Well, cool. That was good, clear. Thanks for uh, sharing. Final Fantasy 16. I'm glad you found a game you like, man. I hope that'll open up the whole world to you. (laughs) (laughs) So check us out, facebook.com slash HNKEXP or HNKEXP.com. And we will catch you guys next time. Later. Take care, everyone.